or not to clap? That's always the awkward question every week, isn't it? Right? And what usually happens is that, like, if someone messes up a performance, everyone claps to really encourage that person. And then when someone does a really beautiful job like Andrew just did, everyone's like, I don't know. I don't know. Should we clap? So let me ask you a question. If you want to give praise to God for the beauty of you just heard, clap your hands. <laughs> Amen. Turning our attention here to the series on the Lord's Prayer. And as we've been looking at the series over the course of the summer, we've been focusing on the Lord's Prayer as a framework that Jesus uses to teach us how to pray. And this week, we are focusing on the aspect of our Father, give us this day our daily bread. And as we come to this petition, if you've been here over the course of the summer, you might notice that I'm actually taking this one out of order. And the reason for doing so is because as I started to work on this petition several weeks ago, there were a number of surprising things that I came across as I was studying the Word of God, and I wanted to make sure that I was correcting them before sharing them, which I'm doing with you this morning. This particular petition, Our Father, Give Us This Day Our Daily Bread, has a ton of stuff and a ton of truth and application packed into it. It is a petition which summarizes a request for all of our earthly concerns. There is a specific meaning, give us bread, but there's also a comprehensive application, for it serves as a, as a metaphor of all of life's necessities, including our food, including good government and health. But I believe that as Jesus is calling us to pray, give us this day our daily bread, he's instructing us to do so in order to cultivate character within us. Indeed, we're going to look at seven character traits that this request, this petition, cultivates within us. But before we do, let us pray together. Heavenly Father, you have taught us to pray in Jesus' words, so that we would know you more deeply and more intimately. And so, Father, we pray that through your word, we would indeed know you more deeply, and that we would know you more intimately, and that you would change us and shape us through your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, praying, give us this day our daily bread, Cultivates character. We're going to look at seven traits. They're going to be grouped into three sets. The first one is we examine this aspect of the specific request of asking our Father to give us our daily bread. Now, let me ask you, when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, what exactly is it that we are praying for? And think about it this way. When you read Scripture, if you're familiar with Scripture, How many times in Scripture does God give people food that is not produced through labor? How many times does he just directly give people food? There's only a, a couple times. One of those is that the people of God were wandering in the wilderness, and the character trait that's produced here is diligence. Is that one of those times God, the God's people were wandering through the wilderness, and he provides them manna and quail for them to eat. There's another occasion where Elijah, his prophet, is kind of in hiding, and God sends his ravens to come feed Elijah. And then there's Jesus feeding the 5,000 and feeding the 4,000. But aside from that, 
There's not really any other time that God directly feeds people. And even when Jesus was in the, in the wilderness being tempted by the devil for 40 days, one of the temptations that came to Jesus was that he would produce bread via a supernatural means. That he would produce bread, something to eat, in an extraordinary manner. But the other hundred trillion times that God provides bread for people is he provides it through the work of our hands. Second Thessalonians makes the connection explicitly clear. Talking about some people in a congregation who were not willing to work, it wasn't that they weren't able, it's that they weren't willing. And Paul writes and instructs them, if anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. How does daily bread provide it? It's provided through work. Now, such persons, those who are unwilling to work, we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. How is daily bread provided? It is provided through work. Now, at colleges across our country, they're filled with students who want to make a difference in the world. They want their lives to count. They want the world to be a better place. And at many, many colleges across the country and many, many students, the highest ideal that someone could devote themselves towards, the highest ideal is to work, is to graduate and to go work for a nonprofit corporation. Now, to be clear, nonprofits are great things. Nonprofit corporations are very important. In fact, I work for one of them. They are very near and dear to my heart. I'm very thankful for nonprofit corporations. But it's held up that the highest ideal is to go work for a nonprofit. But let me ask you, when someone is economically impoverished, what do economically impoverished people need? They need jobs. And in particular, they need good jobs. And they need jobs where they can work at honest businesses, work for an honest business that hopefully produces, that, is a, that has an, a work environment where there's employee development, where there is the opportunity for professional advancement, where there is the opportunity for financial advancement. All of those things are necessary, and indeed what we pray for, particularly with people in our WEX program, is that they would get a good job. So yes, nonprofits are good, but so also is having a good employer and having good business. So when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, what are we actually praying for? In part, we are praying that God would make fruitful our diligent labor. That our diligence in our work, that God would make that fruitful and prosperous. And by teaching us to pray, give us this day our daily bread, Jesus is seeking to cultivate within us diligence. I believe Moses was one who really understood the connection between diligence, between diligent work and bread and prayer and how these things go together. It was Moses who wrote the first five books of the Bible, and he wrote in Genesis the command that God gave to mankind to be fruitful and multiply, to fill the earth and to subdue it, to exercise dominion over it, that they would cultivate it. And it was Moses who gave the record of how sin entered into the world and how God's good creation got messed up, and how one of the results of God's good creation getting messed up was that the ground itself became cursed and that work would become difficult. Genesis chapter 3. God said to Adam, Cursed is the ground because of you. Now notice the connection between work and bread here. 
In pain, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat of the plants of the field. By the sweat of your faith, face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and dust you shall return. So what Moses identifies is that the way that God provides daily bread is through our labor. However, because we live in a broken world, that labor is often difficult and toilsome. And so Moses himself gives us his version of praying for our daily bread. That comes in Psalm 90, which is a psalm of Moses. Actually, the heading is a prayer of Moses on the top of Psalm 90. And in Psalm 90, Moses teaches us this as a prayer to the Lord. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us. And establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Is that Moses, who identified the curse and the the, the sweat and labor of work, teaches us to pray, God, would you establish the work of our hands? Would you make our work fruitful? Would you make it prosperous? So when we pray, Father, give us this day our daily bread, we are praying for good jobs, for a just and prosperous society. And we are praying that God would cultivate diligence in us as we labor and seek his blessing to make our labor fruitful. It cultivates diligence. But this petition also cultivates within us generosity. Jesus teaches us to pray, Our Father, give us This day, our daily bread. Most of the commands of Scripture are given to a group, and then there is individual application for people who are part of the group. It's not the other way around. It's not that the commands are given to individuals that have a corporate application, but they are given to a corporate body that has individual application. For example, Ephesians, build the body of Christ. What is the command to the group? Build the body of Christ. But you're an arm, you're a foot, you're a mouth, you're an ear. There is individual application as you fulfill the overall and the corporate calling and the calling of the group. But what's happened to us is that our Christianity, even Bible-believing Christianity, our Christianity has become so infused, so syncretized, so overcome by secular culture, that we have turned the we commands of Scripture into me commands. We have turned the we prayers of Scripture into me prayers of Scripture. Now for your grammar hawks, here we go. We turn the commands given to us into commands given to me. All right, let's move on. I'm a preacher, I'm not a grammar hawk. So, we turn the we commands of Scripture into me commands of Scripture. What's the issue? Is that we apply the same thing within our Christianity. Is that the question of our age is this, well, what's in it for me? And that turns into the way that we read the Bible. Well, what's in it for me? What does this text mean to me? And so we hear Jesus praying, our Father, give us this day our daily bread. And we say, oh, what he really means is I should be praying, my Father, give me this day my daily bread. But it's in the plural. 
couple weeks ago, I heard a graduation, inspiring graduation speak, speech, and there was, the speaker was talking about how the Maasai warriors, how they greet one another. You know, we greet each other by saying hello. We might say, how are you doing? Uh, how are you doing? Without the expectation that the, someone would actually tell you. The answer is good when you ask that question. You know, Jews would say to one another, shalom. And within the Maasai culture, the way that warriors from different clans would greet one another is they would come upon one another and they would say, Kasarian and Gary, which means, how are the children? And the customary response is, the children are well. Because if the children are well, what that means is that their needs are being met They are healthy, there is no sickness or disease, there is vitality, there is food, there is education, and war is distant. And if the children are not well, then I am not well, and I won't be well until they are well. Now imagine if a Messiah Christian prays, Our Father, give us this day our daily bread. And then his eunuch goes out and they kill a wildebeest. Does, does, he, does he hide it? Does he just keep it for himself? No, such a thing would be an atrocity. It would be an atrocity because they know that this is how God has provided so that the clan would be fed. This is how God had provided so that the children would be fed. This is how God answered the prayer, give us our daily bread. God gives me daily bread in abundance so that others can receive their daily bread. Is this consistent with Scripture? Like, oh my goodness. So many places. Genesis chapter 12, God says to Abram, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. Guess what, Abraham? I'm going to make you loaded so that you will be a blessing. The reason why I am prospering you, the reason why I am blessing you, is not for you, but that through you, others would be blessed. Indeed, Paul makes the connection directly to work itself. Ephesians chapter 4, let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Why should the thief thief work? Well, not just simply so that he no longer steals. But the thief, he is supposed to work, he is supposed to do honest work so that he has enough not only for himself, but that in providing for himself, he would also have extra to share with others. The reason why God has answered this petition, Father, give us this day our daily bread, why he has answered this petition in abundance for you is so that you would be the answer to someone else's prayer that God would provide their daily bread. It happens in material ways and also in other ways. For over two decades, Doris and Ray Rollins prayed for God to meet the spiritual need at St. Mary's College and to raise up an university staff worker. And through the abundance of daily bread that God has provided there, not only do we have Israel serving it, St. Mary's College, but CSM campus has started. Indeed, Israel is working to start university chapters at other campuses around the D.C. area. 
For 10 years, there were more than four churches praying for a transition home for our girls in Guatemala. And remind you, when we showed up, we, we literally provided their actual food because they had run out at that point and didn't have gas to cook it. And for the last 10 years, there have been churches praying that there would be a transition home. And now, through the abundance of daily bread that God has provided through you, we had a team who was just there a couple weeks ago working with this girls in this transition home so that they could move into self-sustaining adulthood. For the last five years, there have been teams that have been praying that there would be a church planner in Chiba, Japan, in the greater Tokyo area. And through God providing the abundance of daily bread through you, there is now a church planner, Tom and Karen Marabella, and their family, working to plant a church in Japan so that the needs would be met. For the last 10 years, we have been praying that there would be a church planner sent to Prince George's County. And through God providing abundance of daily bread through you, not only are we supporting a church planner, but there is a team from our church there this morning worshiping with this church that has only met together for a couple weeks so that a church would be started. For the last 15 years, We have been praying that God would move and use Cornerstone to move people out of economic poverty. And here this morning, just heard the great news of what God is doing through our WEX program, of providing life training. But it is through the abundance that God has provided, the abundance of daily bread, that daily bread is provided through others. Through God answering your daily bread, daily bread is provided materially, financially, and spiritually. And so Jesus teaches us to pray. Give us this day our daily bread so that we may give to others their daily bread. So that we would be generous to others as God has been generous to us. Praying, our Father, give us this day our daily bread cultivates diligence in our work, and it cultivates generosity in our hearts. Next two attributes, looking at this aspect of this petition about give us this day our daily bread, the the temporal nature of it, how God calls us to pray for needs for today, not needs for far into the future. I'm going to read several passages of Scripture without comment. Luke 12, verse 22, Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, nor what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap, they they have neither storehouses nor barns, and yet God feeds them. Oh, of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? If then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. 
For all of the nations pursue after these things. And your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom and these things will be added, added to you. Does God, do we pray, did Jesus teach us to pray, give us this day our daily bread? Because God's not aware that we need it? No, he knows all of our needs in abundance. But he teaches us to pray, Father, give us this day our daily bread so that we would have the peace of knowing God and resting in his provision. A couple more verses. Psalm 127. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For he gives to his beloved sleep. That there is bread that is produced through anxious toil. But praying, our Father, give us this day our daily bread, should cultivate within us peace. Because you have a heavenly Father who says, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Philippians chapter 4. The connection between peace and working is laid out here. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Do not be anxious. That is the opposite of peace. About anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Paul says that in like 15 words. Jesus says, just pray, give us this day our daily bread. Let your, <laughs> but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Bring your request before him. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Jesus teaches us to pray, Father, give us this day our daily daily bread so that it will cultivate peace within us. He doesn't teach us to pray, Father, give us all that we need for all the worries in the future, but give us today our daily bread. And what happens is we look at it and we say, you know, Father, because you have provided today and because you provided yesterday, And because you provided the day before yesterday, and because you provided the day before the day before yesterday, and because you provided the day before the day before the day before yesterday, I can rest. I can rest in peace, peace, confident that you will provide tomorrow also. Cultivates in us peace. It also cultivates within us contentment. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich, but those who desire to be rich, fall into temptation into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And Paul is simply restating what Solomon wrote a thousand years before. Two things I ask of the Lord. Deny them not to me before I die. Remove from me falsehood and lying. That's the first one. And the second one is this. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal 
and profane the name of my God. Praying, our Father, give us this day our daily bread cultivates contentment. Cultivates diligence, generosity, peace, and contentment. Let's move on to this third grouping. We pray, our Father. This is probably the part of the prayer that's ignored the most. We say, yeah, give us this day our daily bread, but to recognize that we are praying to our Heavenly Father. And it is our, our Father who answers this prayer for us. And this recognition that He is our Father should cultivate within us gratitude. For whatever food lies before us is a gift from God who provides for His creatures and who loves His children. James 1.17 reminds us, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. Everything that is good in your life is given to you as a gift of God and should cultivate gratitude within us. Psalm 145 makes the connection. The Lord is good to all. He is the one who blesses all people. And His mercy is over all that He has made. He is merciful to the just and the unjust. All your works shall give thanks to you. Why thanks? Because of his goodness and mercy over all. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. Divorced from the cultivation of crops and animals, and the more mechanical and the more manufactured our food has become, and the more that we have had technological advances which have stabilized the food supply, the less we recognize and acknowledge that our daily bread truly is a gift of God. Alan Noble writes, When our meals come to us carefully wrapped in paper, from hands wrapped in latex gloves, that took ingredients from hermetically sealed plastic bags that were created in a sanitary automated factory, it is no easy thing to see the hand of God at work providing for us. Contingencies of weather and seasons, human errors and animal behavior and health have been carefully, systematically, and technologically reduced as much as possible. Think for the example of the fact that modern people expect that we expect to be able to go to the grocery store and buy apples year-round. Humanity has mastered nature, he continues, and we owe humanity no gratitude, just some monetary compensation. But when we pray, Father, give us this day our daily bread, we reject the idea that the food before me comes to me completely the result of the processes in this material world. And praying, Father, give us this day our daily bread, cultivates gratitude. Not not a generalized sense of blessedness that I've got more stuff than other people in the world, but specific gratitude, specific thankfulness. For a meal, 
to a personal God, to a loving and gracious Heavenly Father who loves His children and whose common grace provides for us all. Praying, Father, give us this day our daily bread cultivates within us gratitude. It should also cultivate within us humility. Shortly before entering the promised land, after the people of Israel were delivered out of Egypt and they wandered the desert for 40 years, shortly before entering into the promised land, God speaks to them through Moses and he says, and you shall eat and be full. When you go into this new place I'm leading, you're gonna, your work will be prosperous. You will eat and be full. And you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. You're going to be full and you need to thank God that he is the one who gave this to you. But he warns, take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full, lest when you have built good houses and live in them, And when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, and you have to have storage containers to hold your stuff because your stuff has multiplied, then your heart will be lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Beware, lest you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he might confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Why do we continue to pray, Father, give us this day our daily bread, when most in most likelihood he has given you enough daily bread for the next several years. Why do we continue to pray, Father, give us this day our daily bread? We do so so that you do not forget the Lord your God. We continue to pray, give us this day our daily bread, lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. And so Jesus teaches us to pray, Father, give us this day our daily bread to cultivate humility within us that we would continually recognize that all that we have is not the result of my power and my strength and my wealth, wealth but his who has given it so graciously and so generously. And so finally, Jesus teaches us to pray, Father, give us this day our daily bread to cultivate within us worship. Here's the Lord's Prayer. Notice the proportion of the prayer that is devoted to our worldly needs. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we also have forgiven those who sin against us. 
And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Notice the proportion of that prayer devoted to worldly needs. It is only one short line compared to the rest. Let me ask you, how does the proportion of daily needs in your prayers compare to the one that Jesus modeled for us? And I would challenge you to strive towards this ratio in your prayers. Not that you pray for your daily needs less, but you pray for these other things so much more. And you will find that as you do so, your worship of God will grow and your recognition of God's mercy and as the one who is the gracious provider will grow. For it is God who supplies every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Every need of yours that is supplied, every prayer that you have that is answered, is supplied out of the riches of glory in Christ Jesus. Every good gift that you receive is given to you to point to the riches and glory granted to us through Jesus Christ. Every provision is a signpost of the greater provisions that come in Jesus Christ. Through his death on the cross and his resurrection from the grave, He provided provision for our greatest need, the payment due, justly due for our sins. And he purchased for us an eternal home, an eternal life, an eternal provision through his blood shed on the cross. There are hikers who are lost in the woods for days. And they finally come across a signpost. They will rejoice over that signpost. They will gather around the signpost. They will take selfies in front of the signpost if their batteries on their cell phones haven't died at this point. They'll be so delighted and they'll say, everybody, look at this signpost. We found it. Every gift that you receive, every piece of bread, every need that is met, every prayer that is answered is simply a signpost. The signpost is not the destination. It merely points to it. Food, work, prosperity, financial stability in retirement is not the destination. Rather, those things are signposts that point to the eternal provision provided for us through Jesus Christ. And so scripture would encourage us and say, yes, enjoy the signpost. Celebrate the destination to which you are moving. But above all else, worship the one who bestows the provision. Worship your heavenly father who graciously gives daily bread to his children. And so Jesus teaches us to pray, Father, give us this day our daily bread, to cultivate within us diligence, generosity, peace, contentment, gratitude, humility, and to cultivate within us worship. So as we have done throughout this series, let us take 
a few moments to pray together this particular petition. I'll pray some things and leave some silence for you to express them to the Lord yourself. Join with me in prayer. Our Father, we pray and we ask that you would give us this day our daily bread. And when I've been paused to think about it, you have been so generous to me. You have been so abundant in the daily bread that you have provided. Thank you for the many kinds of bread that you provide, a roof over my head, food on the table, health to enjoy life, abilities that enable me to work for a living, jobs that provide for our families, meaningful relationships, a church family where we can love one another and serve you and unite in mission together, a church that exists in the country where you have the freedom to worship. You've been so generous with me. Yet, Father, even with this abundance, I admit my focus can instead be on lusting after, it, after what I do not have. And I lust after what I do not have because of my desire for comfort and pleasure, because of my self-indulgence, my greed, my envy. I lust after what I do not have because I crave security and I crave being in control. I lust after what I do not have because I have this delusion that my hands have generated my wealth. Father, when I look at this proportion of this prayer devoted to worldly needs. I confess that my prayers are often asking you to meet my own selfish needs, solve my own problems, my own stresses, with no consideration of asking that you provide our daily bread. Father, I confess that I would have thought, if someone heard my prayers, that you would have thought that you taught me to pray, my Father, give me my daily bread. But Lord, you have taught us to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. And your word teaches us, Lord, that the reason that you give and that you give in abundance is so that we would be able to provide daily bread to others. So Lord, would you help us to see that the provision that you have given to us is not for us individually but for us collectively. That you have given, that you have blessed us so that we would be a blessing. And Lord, we do continue to ask, as you taught us to pray, Lord, that you would give us our daily breads, that you would provide for our families, for our church. 
that you would provide so that the good news, good news of Jesus Christ would spread across our nation and across our globe. So, Lord, would you use our daily bread for your purposes across this world? Father, you teach us to pray. Give us our daily bread, not because you are unaware of our needs. No, you are a good and loving Father, and you know our children, and you know our needs before we even ask. But you teach us to pray. Give us our daily bread so that we would grow in diligence in our labors, that we would grow in generosity with what you have provided that we would grow in contentment and peace, in gratitude, humility, and above all, that we would grow in worship of you. Grow us, Lord. Heavenly Father, because you are so generous with us, because you meet all, all of our needs in Christ. May we be generous, and may we be the answer to others who pray, Father, give us this day our daily bread. Through Jesus, our provider, we pray. Amen.